Welcome everybody, I'm Richard Krause. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about the same thing that everyone's talking about this week. Harvey Weinstein, his downfall, and what will happen next for Harvey Weinstein and, you know, for the industry and all the people that came out and spoke out of about him. Uh, we're going to do that with my guest. We have uh, Danny Polschuk. He has a comedy event on November 4th at the Isabel Bader Theatre, and it's in support of the Canadian Civil Liberty Association. There's lots to talk about, though, because you made the news already <laughs> for this without it really ever happening. So yeah. we're, we're just going to yeah. tease people with that. We'll, be, we'll get to that in just a little while. Uh, Michael James Regan is here. He's the director of Recall. And this is a film that's going to be playing at the TIFF Bell Lightbox when? Uh, it's going to be next Tuesday, October the 17th. And you are still working on this movie. I am still right till the bitter end. Yeah, it's one of those it's, things it's like... It's literally the, going to be finished probably like three days before. If this was, uh, if this was like, you know, 30 years ago, like they would say the print is still wet Even as they're bringing it in. Or yeah. they just brought it out of the, yeah, just brought it out of the editor's room. And Simon <laughs> Rakoff is here. Simon Rakoff is uh, a comedian of many many decades experience a familiar voice to listeners of the Richard Krause show always and, a treat and you can find his comedy CD surrounded by idiots at cdbaby.com at simonrakoff.com any place that fine comedy CDs and otherwise are sold is Thank that, you. Yeah, yes, you're welcome. <laughs> you CDs, it's uh, a format they used to put music on. <laughs> Compact discs. You can just download it to your, your life from da your home. Yes. Download it directly into your brain. Uh, <laughs> and first, though, I have to do a shameless plug for my TV show. Pop Life airs Saturday nights at 8.30 on the CTV News Channel. This week, we have a really cool show. W. Kamau Bell is on. Uh, he is the host of the United Shades of America on CNN. This is an explosive interview where he talks about uh, some things that uh, he he doesn't get a chance to talk about very often on stage or off. Check it out. You want to see that interview. We also have Jeannie Becker sitting on the panel. Uh, Jeannie is, of course, a well-known uh, Canadian broadcaster, and she talks about facing sexual harassment in the workplace. Sexual harassment was just the norm right. for, like, you know, kind of chicks that, you know, <laughs> like were kind of cute or even if they weren't. I mean, it's just horrifyingly terrible. I don't think people would... Re and we... I mean, I hate to say that we accepted it, but we didn't want to lose our jobs, and right. we didn't necessarily, you know, we didn't, well, some, some people put out, I didn't put out, I'm very proud of that, <laughs> um, but, but boy, I made a lot of uh, enemies along the way, the people that I worked for, big shot producers who would like, you know, all of a sudden look down their noses at me because I wouldn't respond to their come-ons, it was a nightmare. You can hear that entire conversation uh, with Jeannie Becker and more with W. Kamau Bell on Pop Life. That's Saturday night at 8.30 on CTV News Channel, 2.30 on Sunday on CTV News Channel, and coming soon to the main CTV net. We'll keep you all informed when that happens. Um, I'm going to jump in and we'll just talk about Harvey Weinstein. You know, uh, this story has been absolutely everywhere. And, you know, we were talking about it before we turned all the mics on. Uh, you know, I think even if you're not paying attention, you have an opinion about this because <laughs> you can't. It, it seems to be the only thing that anyone's talking about. And I'm a little surprised. I'm not surprised uh, that people are talking about it within the industry because, of course, everyone there knows who Harvey Weinstein is. I was surprised that the average person on the street, A, knew who Harvey Weinstein was uh, and that this story has taken legs. Danny, did you know who he was? I mean, it was oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, I Google hunting and... He was like, you know, every like Academy Awards speech, yeah. they he got thanked. He was a pretty big deal, even if you were 
not like a crazy movie. Imagine this fall from grace. I mean, he did despicable, terrible things. And I will guarantee you right now, the stuff that we've heard so far is just the thin edge of the wedge. There's more coming. And uh, he's in sexual rehab right now. He's asking for a second chance, which I don't think anyone in Hollywood will give him. Uh, But, you know, what was your reaction? Ah, uh, not surprised. That was definitely like, I mean, it's so commonplace now, especially with like, you know, there was the recordings of like, there was that model who like recorded yeah. his interaction and it just, it, I wasn't super surprised. It's just, it's Hollywood, you know, like that's. Yeah. And, and Simon, it's a power thing, obviously, right? I would imagine so. Having never had power, I wouldn't know. (laughs) I've actually always had to use charm and wit. But, you know, uh, I mean, I'm sure if I was in charge of the world, I'd probably be looking around and thinking, does this come with women? You've never had to take your clothes off for an opportunity in comedy? No, but I usually do. (laughs) But to me, it just, it it is so uh, just dirty. Just the story. And, And that he got away with it for 30 years is amazing to me. But I can't understand for the life of me now how people are blaming Angelina Jolie and Gwyneth Paltrow for allowing this to happen. So uh, apparently, allegedly, he did things to them years ago, like in some cases, like 20 years ago. And people are now saying, well, if they'd spoken up, they could have saved a lot of people a lot of grief, which strikes me as blaming women for the crimes of the man. Yeah, and that doesn't really sit well, I don't at least with me and a lot of people that I know. I, I don't understand that, considering the fact that you know, the, they were obviously themselves were in a position where I'm sure at the time when they went through this that they couldn't speak up. They probably didn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. And to say something after the fact, I mean, I'm sure there was something that they've been trying to hide for, you know, yeah. as long as they could. It's it's not something that you I mean, it, it, people it's, don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. And specifically if they're going through it and they're, you know, they're powerless in that situation. And, and they're going to try to hide that as long as they can. I mean, no one wants to bring up trauma. No, and who wants to sacrifice their career? Yeah. Because basically, like, you know, it's 2017 now, but, like, I'm sure 15 years ago, before social media, it's like, you literally, you're like, yeah, you could get an article written in, like, the New York Times that would be somewhere stuck in the back, but yeah. your career's over. Well, there's that, and yeah, like, in what, 2004. It was a sacrifice for them at that time in their career. No, yeah. in, in 2004, the New York Times had this story and didn't run with it because, uh, well, there's two sort of streams of thought on this. One of them is that Weinstein had it squashed and said, listen, you run this story, I'll never advertise with you, and I spend so much money in advertising, it will be a hit for you. And the other stream of thought says, well, it wasn't, uh, there weren't enough corroborating stories. There wasn't enough juice to the story yet yeah. to, to publish it then. Um, but I think times have changed now. I mean, 10 years ago, maybe you could have uh, gotten away with uh, making these kind of allegations, but I'm not even sure about that. If you think about the women who came out and talked about Bill Cosby, yep. you know, 10 or 12 years ago and weren't believed, you know, and the and the, the trauma that happened to them, uh, and it wasn't until much more recently in the last couple of years um, that people now are taking these kind of allegations with the kind of weight that they deserve. Well, yeah. look at the look at the Catholic Church that mm-hmm. abused, you know, the powerless with powerful people for and that's been going decades. On for I think it's just people in power. Career. It's just a question of what do you say to somebody who has that much authority over you? Yeah. And I think it's different, too, when it's like these huge Hollywood actresses versus, you know, pretty much all the Bill Cosby people where mm-hmm. they're not necessarily entertainers, right? So it's like it's... 
and there was those supposed you know there were so many of them from different varying yeah. like nobody's doubting the Harvey there. Weinstein yeah. accusers because I think they're they're also in fairly large positions of power as well. well. They, they are now. I mean, just the other day, Carla Delevingne came out. Like more and more now, you know, and and the 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 range of them. I mean, some of them got out of the business. I saw an interview the other day with a, a screenwriter who just said, "You know what? If this is what it's like, I I'm, don't want to be involved in this," and and stepped away from the business completely. Not willing to sacrifice her dignity. Entirely. I don't think this yeah. is unique to Hollywood, though. No, it, it, I think this what? is any position of power. This kind of stuff happens. I mean, you got CEOs, you got yeah, you like know, CEOs of, of any companies who are working with women. Like, I'm sure this happens. Yeah. All of those companies too. It's the same thing. It's like speak up, and then you like lose your job. Yeah. Lose your job Anthony Weiner's in jail. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And you know, Anthony Weiner is a, is a good example of you know someone outside of the realm of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. the same, but CEOs everywhere. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of very nervous people out there right oh, now. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who are like the CEO of like a mining company yeah. who are sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this a moment of reckoning then, not only for Hollywood, but just a sea change in the way that we uh, regard these kind of allegations? They, they are taken seriously now. They are given weight now. Um, do you imagine that once all this furor dies down, and it will eventually, I mean, it's the front page now. It's what we're talking about I mean, right now. Well, Donald but, Trump dies down every two days. Days, you forget what he did the last two days, and it was just as worse. It's just as bad every day, but yeah, and it's just nope. What did he do today? I don't know. I'm focusing on what he did today again. You know? That's right. It's, it feels that way. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I wonder then if, you know, once this blows over eventually or the story kind of calms down a little bit uh, and people move on, um, if there will still be that kind of, um, if it has sent a message. I think if it he's so, I think he's such a. Uh, like uh, Harvey Weinstein is such a, an, an uh, let's say, powerful person in this industry, or, or well, was, was I would say yeah. not anymore. Um, that I think that because of it, I would say it sparks. It probably does spark something that probably won't ever die down in mm -hmm. that sense because people will specifically, let's say, you know, women or even men in the workplace that or get harassed or whatever, they will. I think be, it'll be easier for them to speak up because they'll just they'll always relate back to this. This is not a small person, you know. That oh, this I'm you know someone you know complaining about oh this person sexually harassed me. Yeah. This is I mean this is Weinstein. I mean this is going to yeah. be this is going to I think it's going to make people that are. It's also going to make the men that are doing that and very similar to him. They're probably going to be like, well, I so this is what I'm, saying. This. I'm going to lose my career. Yeah, is it going to make people think twice? I, you would hope so. I the weirdest thing with so. Weinstein is like he's just like. He almost played the like I didn't know that wasn't okay yeah, kind right. of thing. Like he's just like it's just how it was. Well, even but, that the 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 taping with the hotel one with the, yeah. the girl. It's like that was. It, and he's like, don't embarrass the, me. The coming. first thing that was weird about that, and the funny thing it was like, oh, I you know I want a second chance type of thing. And I'm like yeah. thinking, you he's, the way he sounded was just like you've been you can tell that he's been doing it for so long yeah. that he's just like he said he has. He been. even said he's like, he's no, like, no, he's like this all the time. Like you know. But even in his <laughs> statement, he's like, like this is just like I didn't like this is just normal behavior. Oh, I'm. And he says something in that thing like. In the recorded <laughs> tape that they have of the of him and the model in the New York hotel, he says something like, uh, "Don't ruin the rest of your career for five yeah, minutes of course, with me, or something minutes. like that." It's just a, <laughs> well, there's an old Jack Lemmon movie called me, The Apartment, yeah, which is all about businessmen right. having affairs. I mean, yeah. that's the whole plot of the movie is they use his apartment because he's single to cheat on their wives. I mean, that's that's the premise, and it's a comedy, <laughs> and <laughs> you realize. 
that, you know, this is how people used to think. But there are social changes that happen. You know, there was a time where driving drunk was considered funny or, you know, or racist jokes were like, hey, enjoy. And there's sort of a social change that happens. And this might be that social change or a start of it where people go, you know what? You can't have sex with the help. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krause. In studio, I'm joined by Michael James Regan. His film, Recall, uh, here's the here's the logline. When given the chance at a fresh start, a grief-stricken young man and his coked-up stepbrother must confront a local mafia kingpin and perhaps even more dangerous, their past. Bum, bum, bum. If we had sound effects, we'd have that. Uh, yeah, gotta have that. Bum, uh, bum, and bum. you are... Finishing this movie as we speak, as we you've speak. been up all night. Yeah, you're tired. I'm very tired. You're ready to do this. So <laughs> you're here. You're a I'm trooper, re- yeah. and you're getting ready for the red carpet premiere at the Tiff Bell Lightbox. Yes, box. I am. Yeah, That's stoked. exciting. We'll it's... talk all about that uh, in the next segment. Uh, Simon Rakoff is here, our good pal. Get his comedy uh, record, comedy CD. CD. Album. Collection of words, album, <laughs> uh, at cdbaby.com, at simonrakoff.com, anywhere that sells fine comedy uh, collections. I got in trouble for calling it a CD earlier. Uh, <laughs> Danny Polishuk is here. Now, you're doing a show on November 4th uh, at the Isabel Bader Theater. That's at 93 Charles Street in Toronto. This show's heard across the country. So if you're in Toronto, come see it. An incredible lineup. It's called The Free Speech. Come together to celebrate the things they'd rather silence us for. It's a charity benefit show. Now, this isn't the first time you've tried to mount this show. Number two. Yeah, tell me about the first time. So basically the first time was, uh, it was August, I want to say August 26th was the date. Uh, It was supposed to be at the Comedy Bar, and it was in response, you know that Professor Jordan Peterson, that guy, very controversial, so he was supposed to... So people that don't know about him, he is a a tenured University of Toronto professor who uh, is refusing to use non-binary, gender-neutral terms to refer to his students and, and some Yeah, but his too. real concern is like he, is is that he just doesn't like, at the base of it, is that his whole thing is he just doesn't want the government to legislate mm-hmm. language. That's He's right. like, he just, like, he just doesn't want the government to be like, this is what you have to say, yeah. right? That's his real, like, crux of his argument. So, but so anyways, I'm not like a crazy, like, Jordan Peterson right. nut, but so... He had this talk at Ryerson called The Stifling of Free Speech on University Campuses, which got canceled. And as a comedian, I'm like, that is hilarious, yeah. right? I'm like, I could not help but note how ironic that was, that it was like, so anyway, so the show gets canceled by all these protesters who were like, kind of like, you know, Antifa-ish type people. And it was hot off the heels of like Charlottesville. And so... I guess you know t- tempers were high or whatever, yeah, and I think so it was like right after it or something. It was yeah. really it was, close. It was like two it weeks. Was like, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't in court. It wasn't. No, it, was it was already planned, scheduled. Yeah, it was scheduled way in advance, yeah. right? So he has this thing. It gets canceled, and I'm just like, that's crazy. So I just thought, you know what? I'm gonna put on a free speech comedy show, as slightly as like an experiment. I'm like, because all comedy shows are free speech comedy shows. Right. I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna see what's gonna happen, right? So I make this poster, and the thing is, I use the poster. I basically lifted the poster of the event page that got the original talk canceled. Right. I took the their poster. Free, yeah, the yeah so I took their speech. poster that they were <laughs> stifling a free speech, and then I removed the word diversity rally, right. and then I put in comedy show. Like that log line, like yep. the don't let them silent, whatever, yep. that's their log line from uh, their poster about stifling the free speech show originally, right? right? So, the, So then I did that, and then they found out, and they broke the locks of the comedy bar. 
Really? Yeah, they, they jammed the locks of the venue. Like, they jammed, like, metal into the locks and, like, broke it off. So I got a message from the owner of the comedy bar. Like he. So first, what happened is the morning of the show. And, and call, so, no. So you say they did this. Who did this? They're like and leftist thugs. I don't know. Okay. Like, <laughs> and, and so and, 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 and they did that because the they thought this who, was who, like an alt right. Yes, they're thing. the same people who who got the original event canceled. Right. Same right. people, right? So I got a call from the owner of comedy bar. Uh, saying, like, in the morning of being like, hey, people are calling in and saying that the producer of the show is, uh, like, associated with neo-Nazis. He's like, what's going on? Because he knows I'm Jewish, right? Yeah. So he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just something that kind of spun out of control? Pretty much. Yeah. It just got, and so he's like, okay, he's like, I just want to know what to tell them when I call them back, because they're leaving all these crazy messages, yeah. right? So then he's like, okay, fine. He's like, it's not a big deal. Uh, and then like an hour later, he's like someone broke the locks He's like we can't get into the club, which is a tactic that they use to stop right. like, you know meetings or whatever that that's, they don't want to have. That's crazy. Really proper crazy. Yeah, and so and so the show was canceled. Yeah, because at that point, they don't have security, so it's like, yeah. you know, why? what risk is yeah. worth taking? Yeah, so. yeah, and so you've decided to remount. Remount, yeah. And what's to say that this isn't going to happen again? Well, so it's at the University of Toronto. Uh, well, this... don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the locks are, are broken yeah, yeah. today. So it's at the University of Toronto. So when I booked the show, they were like, what's the show because I was I was calling around a lot of theaters and like right. I was not getting a lot of responses and I'm not sure if they were like googling my name so right. then U of T they were like what's the show I'm like it's a benefit for the CCLA it's just a comedy show and they're like okay so then I booked the thing and then I got a call from them about a week later being like hey so we found out about <laughs> the last show <laughs> they're the like you didn't tell bar. us about that I was like you didn't ask me so I was just like I didn't I didn't bring it, it up didn't right come up yeah. didn't never came up <laughs> so then uh, they're so basically they're like we're gonna cancel the show unless you agree to get extra security. So I have like all this security for a comedy show. November 4th, come see what the hubbub is about. Come yeah, so yeah. November 4th at the <laughs> Isabel Bader Theater, that's at 93 Charles Street. It's sort of like Charles and University. Yeah, yeah right, right by the ROM. Right by the ROM, the Royal Ontario Museum. Uh, if you're in Toronto, check it out. Uh, who's on the bill? Uh, we got a lot of comics. Mm -hmm. Off the top of my head, Sandra Battellini, Amish who's Patel, great. Ernie. Sandra Battellini. Yeah, they're great. all like JFL yeah. comics. Like Sandra nice. Battellini, Ernie Vicente. Uh, JJ Lieberman, Ryan Long. JJ's good. Yeah, you know JJ. Yeah, yeah we we got oh, a lot. Yeah, of, they're all funny. Ryan. Yeah, we got, all, great. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot. Like all like really great comedians. Dan Guyrie. Uh, is a there a theme? Oh, well, not Dan Guyrie. <laughs> <laughs> is there a theme for the night? Is there no? You know, no that's so it's the just, best it's a part. Comedy show it's just a comedy that's show. That's raising money and yeah. It's just like the name is a bit of a troll, and we might have a very special guest who I can't announce because he's not confirmed. Right, but. So Saturday, November fourth, nine o'clock, twenty-five dollars a ticket. Isabel Bader Theater, uh, ninety-three Charles Street, Toronto, Ontario. Yeah, you get tickets at uh, brownpapertickets.com and just search free speech comedy. Okay, and it's called the free, well, just the free speech. It's free a speech comedy title. show. Let's just call it the free well, speech. Well, that was more of a show. log line, the yeah. tagline or whatever. But yeah, the free speech comedy show. Uh, well, that's a a, a, cra a crazy story. <laughs> I know. And, and you also say. Uh, as stated last time, if you're a Nazi or a white supremacist, you are not welcome at this show. And you don't like Ezra Levant much either. Uh, no, and he, he put out the best part about this. So, 
Uh, he you know put what? A, Hang on yeah. to that story okay. because we, we have to go now. Hang on to that story <laughs> until the next segment. I want to get to that, though. Uh, my guest in the studio, we didn't hear from two of them, really. Simon Rakoff's here and uh, Michael James Regan is here. We're going to talk about the movie Recall uh, in the next segment, and we're going to find out why... Ezra Levant is not welcome at the free speech comedy show that's <laughs> happening on November 4th. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krause. When we left, we were sort of in the middle of a story, and I want to just finish that up before we move along. Uh, Danny Polishuk is here. Uh, his show, the Free Speech Comedy Show, is at the Isabel Bader Theater on Saturday, November 4th, 9 o'clock, $25 a ticket. Go down and check it out, uh, except if your name is Ezra Levant. <laughs> uh, and so why isn't Ezra invited to your show? Well, because one, I'm just not a fan of him personally, right. and or just really any. There's nothing. He has no redeeming characteristics whatsoever and I didn't want to align myself with these crazy right-wing psychos but the best part of this whole thing was that so I was getting jumped all over as being like alt-right right. which I'm like not even close to that right uh, and then he went and he put out a video I guess he took it personally that I attacked him in my ad right. so he put out on the, the rebel media this video basically like attacking me calling me a leftist comedian and like totally missed the point of the whole show so I was kind of like I just enjoyed it because I was kind of somewhere in the middle just taking heat from like both sides and then I also had like a you know like remember the Rob Ford movie thing yeah so that was my movie too yeah so all the oh, crazy yeah, right-wing people were all being like calling me like a crazy so I'm just like I'm getting it from both sides across the board and I you know what in in any kind of political discourse these days you cannot win no. It is impossible to win. There is no such thing as being a centrist anymore. You're either right wing or you're left wing. And uh, neither of the, it's like sports. Politics has become sports where if you're like a Leafs fan, uh, you will only re root for the Leafs. If you're a Habs fan, you will only root for the Habs. The and there is no middle ground at all. And that's what's happened between the left and right. Yeah, I feel like for comedy, though, you have to be in the middle. Like, you yeah. can't be a comedian and have such a strong bias like I that. I also think Simon that... Rakoff, sorry. Yeah, yeah. long-time comedian. What's your take on that? I, I, think, I think, in fact, most people are moderates. Yeah. But the extreme have always been the loud part of yeah, the society. 100%. I mean, And they're on the fringe on either side. And it bothers me so much as a comedian that free speech has been taken as the mantle of the neo-Nazi and alt-right movements because in fact what what they're really saying is free to punch down as much as they can and mostly comedies about punching up yeah. i mean that's the idea is to is to you know tackle the things that are entrenched in society and these guys are pretending like oh you're trying to silence us and it's like no we're not trying to silence you we're trying to point out that everything you say is horrendous mm -hmm. yeah of course <laughs> like vice actually did an article about the show and the the author of the article said free speech a term synonymous with white supremacists wow and people like online were like what like what are you talking about? Well, they're yeah. using it, it, it. They're using it so much now to say that. Well, we're entitled, our speech, we're entitled to be like horrible people and say horrible things because it's free speech. Yeah, it's yeah, like, but that just means you can say it. It doesn't mean people have to listen or let you keep your yeah, job. Of course. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, not free from consequences. I mean, comedians know that. Every time we open our mouth, we're taking a chance that the crowd will turn on us. Well, Absolutely. that's the thing. It, 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 there is free speech. Absolutely, you can say whatever you want, but it's not consequence free. No. And and you know that's. I think the part that people fail to understand sometimes is, mm -hmm. you know, if you say hateful, 
horrible things, you might lose your job or, you know, you'll be shunned by people or whatever. But there are consequences to words and words are powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And just the whole thing, too, is like with this comedy show is like it's just a comedy show. It's not like some rally. And the definition of comedy is that it is consequence free. Except for the lack of laughs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the consequence <laughs> is that everybody gets up and they walk out in the middle of the show because it sucks. Right. Yeah. But yeah. but that's the point about comedy. But still, is nobody we're loses. Just yeah, nobody, yeah, we're just kidding. Yeah, we're just kidding. For sure. And you know what? Maybe if you're a moonlighting as a comedian and you happen to be like the CEO of some company and you say some off-color things, there might be a consequence right. to that outside of comedy. Like, it's not going to purely shelter you. But... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I think it was, uh, was that a story? Was it... Um... Was it America's Got Talent? Uh, what's that guy's name? Howie Mandel. No, the other gentleman that was married to Mariah Carey. Nick, uh, Nick, Cannon. Nick Cannon. And he like made that speech. He said something, and then like they ended up getting fired from the show. Or like I don't know. It's like that, every, it's like they every time that they speak, yes, because behind you you represent. Right. If you're the host of that show, yeah, you represent it. So you're then it's like, oh well, they let him go. It's like, wholesome well, yeah, TV you can show. Say whatever you want, but. That doesn't mean you're going to keep your job. Thank goodness we're in Canadian show business where we have nothing to lose. <laughs> 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 we really are free. What are you going to do? So. <laughs> Take away my no income? <laughs> I'd like more no income, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the voice of Michael James Riggin. Uh, your film is called Recall. Tell me a little bit about Recall. Okay, so Recall's kind of an interesting story. Um, it actually started as a high-concept short film. Um, and while shooting it, we actually just kind of turned it into a feature. Just, just kept shooting. Just kept shooting. And the, obviously the hardest part about doing that is, number one, you don't have any prep. No, There's no full script. We made that. We just wrote the script as we went. Wow. Um, we had to, it was just a long journey over the course of three years. Um, it was one of those uh, milestones in my career, kind of having to learn to helm every position and, and put myself in, in everyone else's shoes, you know, Director, producer, writer, editor, everything. And so what happens over three years? Like there, there's the point at which you're making the short film. And you're like, ah, oh, this is, this is yeah. cool. Let's extend it a little and a, and a bit more <laughs> short, and a bit but, more. But then three years is a long yeah, time. Yeah, so what happened was, like anything else, um, you know, you shoot a, f- a bunch of days off the top and then, you know, then it turned to a feature. Well, that didn't mean that my crew and everybody else, it was exactly. a feature for them. It was a feature yeah. for me. My DP, uh, he went off and shot a feature for two, three months. Right. So then, uh, and, you know, next, next thing you know, seasons change. It was winter. Couldn't shoot. And I had to wait all the winters out. I mean, I never sat around. I was always doing something. But on top of that, you know, the you, you're, I was learning to edit. So as I got yeah. better, I'd go back and the film would just get better. And then you'd go do reshoots and I, you'd be shooting once a month. So if you have 10 shoot dates, that's 10 months. Yeah. And then, oh, it rains. Oh, you got to reschedule. <laughs> and, you know, and it was just it was this long journey. And the hardest part, I think, more than anything else uh, is that people don't? A lot of people don't get in this industry. Uh, if, if you've no, if you're not in it, is the keeping the momentum, keeping the yeah. dedication to just keep going on something like this. That I could have been like, oh god, this thing's gone on for two years. I just give up. Like, That's what I would have done. It's I honestly I think I probably thought about it a hundred times. Um, even <laughs> I think about it still. Um, you <laughs> every know, time you had to recap the time. puppy. Yeah, uh, and it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. you know, <laughs> and uh, you you do you think about giving up all the time, and 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 I think. What really, you know, it's like anything else, whatever industry you're in is, I think, what, what proves you as a person and, and kind of shows yourself is when you, you know, you follow through. I think following right. through is, is one of the hardest things. And I'm, I'm that's the proudest thing I think I am of, of this film is that not only is it a film and it's a pretty damn good film, uh, but I, I follow through with something that really shouldn't even have been made. So, and, and it's called Recall, Recall. and it's playing it's, at... It's screening, it's having its red carpet premiere uh, next Tuesday, October 17th at the Tiff Light Box. And, you know, is this, once you play it, you'll be sitting in the theater, this is how I think it's going to go. You'll be like, 
it's actually recall part one. <laughs> and then uh, you'll, see, you'll have an idea for recall part two. No, uh, no. unfortunately, I have a TV series in development uh, with that my... That is unfortunate. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's, kind of my, that's been my baby for two years. It's called Under Duress. And uh, I, think, I believe it's sitting at Amazon or H- HBO right, right now. That's, that's my baby. That's, uh, I think this, this is really just a stepping stone and kind of just... I think it's one of those things in your. This is one of those things in my career, and I think everyone has those things where you're like, okay, this 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 taught me so much that I can move on to the next level. Right. That's what it is. But it, recall, recall will not have a part two. Will not have a part <laughs> no, two. Not have a part Are you two. happy to see it go in yes. some ways? Yeah. 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 I'm happy to. I, I've I've worked incredibly hard on that, and I am proud to say it. And I'm just kind of like I'm ready to move on to bigger, greener pastures. And yeah. Other yeah. things. Yeah. You know? And so you're you're having this red carpet premiere. Yeah. You've invited tons of people to be tons a fun night. Yeah, and then, it's gonna be then fun what night. happens to it? Honestly, uh, the hardest part is in my position because I, I just keep doing things. Um, yeah. I never really thought about uh, what happens after. You kind of you're you know you're supposed to. Everyone knows. Oh, you're supposed to have your game plan yeah. for all this. And I'm like, look, it was a short term feature. I never yeah. planned in distribution, all this kind of stuff. Um, I I I believe I have distribution with my partners at uh, United Front Entertainment. Right. Um, and and I'm and they'll kind of guide me on that next step of what we need to do. I'm partners with some of them, so I I feel really safe with them. But I mean, I just want to screen it, and then I'm gonna t- play it day by day. I, <laughs> I, I you know it's hard to plan for your first feature. I don't think you ever really know everything you're doing. You just don't. You yeah. just kind of you learn as you go. And is the public invited to this? Can they show up? The public can. Um, you can't find it if you go to their website. You can call in for tickets. Uh, it's it's considered a private public event right um just because we didn't want people just randomly coming off the street um but you can get tickets for it uh, I, I can't really i can't say the link because i can't it's compl- it's a big long link but but, but, you but can if you call google i bet you if you google recall plus tiff bell Lightbox, yes, it will it, come it, up it should it should come up um and uh, it's still, you can call the light box and, and ask for tickets for it, and there's tickets available. That was literally the worst sell job ever. I know. Michael James uh, Riggin is very tired. You're up all night trying to finish this movie. Yeah. Put a period on three years of work. <laughs> Put a stamp on it. It's yeah, exciting, man. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. You don't uh, have to make the popcorn. They have it there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll it's talk. true. It's true. We'll <laughs> talk more about Recall and everything else with our guests when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krauss in studio. We have uh, Danny Polishuk. Check out his show, the Free Speech Comedy Show at the Isabel Bader Theater. Uh, that's Saturday, November 4th, 9 o'clock. Tickets are $25. Michael James Regan is here. If you're walking by the Tiff Bell Lightbox <laughs> on October 17th, <laughs> you can come check it <laughs> out. You can come yeah, check out go. his film. It's called Recall Three Years of Work, Three Years of Dedicated Work. It's, yeah. a, it's an actually an amazing story about a, a movie that started off as a short morphed into I'm a feature I'm, and I'm proud that that it it was uh that you know that you say three, i say three years and i think to myself oh it takes so long and then you i know all the challenges it took to get there and why it took that long so i'm i'm so proud i yeah. I, I used to just be kind of frustrated at myself and now it's the opposite now you just you, you sit in and you go you know what i i i've worked so hard it's, i couldn't have done anything faster too it's like school so, Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing to get it done. And you got to, and you got, and, and, and it's a film that I'm, when people see it, like nobody has, like I've, I've showed it to a lot of industry professionals and they're watching it and they're like, you shot this for wh- how much? Yeah. You, what? Like they're, they're shocked because mm-hmm. it looks so good and it's a great story and, and it's just because I'm a perfectionist. The music, everything was tailored. I was involved in everything, poster, trailer, like I, I had my hands in everything and because 
I mean, I'm glad I could, but yeah. it was because I cared. And, and I think, I, so it, yeah, it's it, it's one of those, it's it's something I'm really proud of. And that comes use. through. That sort of level of detail and care comes through you in the final it, product. You see it, you feel it, I think, yeah. The movie's called Recall, October 17th, 17th, the red carpet premiere at the TIFF Bell Lightbox in Toronto. Simon Rakoff's here. Check out Surrounded by Idiots uh, at cdbaby.com. It's simonrakoff.com. Uh, also... Um, you must have shows coming up. You want to tell oh, yeah. people about? Well, tell I'm us. at Absolute Comedy mm -hmm. uh, up on Young near Eglinton. This uh, is in Toronto. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm there. I think on the 24th doing a set, and then in I think right after New Year's, I'm I'm there headlining. So cool. uh, you know, go see Simon. You'll see. Uh, the combined total of almost 40 years of stage <laughs> magic That's in right. every show. I've got a big show planned for April when it's my actual 40th, the 40th anniversary. anniversary. Oh, right. You were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's why. Well, you come back and tell us all about that as, Thank you. Uh, as we as we get a little closer to it. Um, let's talk about some other stuff that's happening here. There's um, an unsent text message passes for Will in Australia. So... Guy is uh, estranged from his wife. His will gives her everything. Before he kills himself, he sends a, a, a text or types a text. And the text is, is fairly, you know, simple. It just says, you and nephew, there's no name, uh, keep all that I have in the house and super annotation. Uh, put my ashes in the back garden. My wife will take her stuff. Uh, only she's going to be okay. She's gone back to her ex again. I'm beaten. Thing, and then he put a little happy face emoji after it. <laughs> but but he, he didn't send it. And a judge in Australia has said, well, you know, that still, that counts as a will. The hardest part is how do they prove that he... Well, that he typed it, right? I mean, anybody could type a text. Well, maybe, the, yeah, how would you get the phone, though? Because it's like probably in like the drafts of... Yeah, it might be. See, I don't know. I mean, I, I Wait, wonder about that. I, I it, thought yeah, that, just... you know, if you changed your will... A lawyer had to do it. Uh, yeah, there you had like to be a, a notary, stamp right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but this is Australia. I mean, there's no laws there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Australians are going to come to your show That's a weird... at Absolute Comedy and heckle you now. That's a weird precedent. Kind of like, okay, if you're on a plane right. and your plane's about to crash, can you write your will on a napkin? And then hopefully somebody finds and it here later. And hopefully finds it in the rubble and you're like, that's the will? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Does apparently that count? so. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think so. It's like writing it on a napkin and just like, oh. Yeah, because my, my parents are, like, pretty manic, and whenever they go on any vacation, they always, like, they're like, the will is upstairs, and I'm like, relax, you're just going to Cuba for a week. <laughs> but they're, like, <laughs> they're very much, very much just, what like. What if they left, like, a note? In, in Cuba while well, they were there and like I something happens to them it's like, like, like it, oh it's just it, I left a note on the like side table like if they see table. like <laughs> leaving everything to the waiter at the resort yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something this crazy. is not their hand on the back of a bill <laughs> that they passed to yeah, somebody like, how do you for payment prove that that's like who wrote that text well exactly that's that I, I almost don't sounds that. like a log line for a movie well, and I also don't <laughs> it think it would be a very short movie it would be a very short movie I also I don't think that anything that has a little happy face emoji on it should be considered a legal document. Maybe that was his like notary stamp equivalent. That's right. The his emoji goodbye. <laughs> I mean, you know, she the the judge said though that the, the, his wife could sort of challenge this. This is not a final decision. It, essentially, just saying, I don't know what to do with this. But yeah. Anyway. Just so, like... talent agents say that Instagram followers are more important than acting talent. Yeah. Simon, you're you're grinning. Oh well, because I know of a club, and I'm not going to say which, but they base their headliners on how many social media followers they have, 
uh, which is to me unbelievable. Look, it's that uh, it's the world we live in. That uh, what's her name? The, I don't know her name, but she has a catchphrase: "Cash me outside." Oh yeah, got a yeah, 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 yeah. Thirteen-year-old I'm yeah. saying, well, I mean, what what possible reason could you have to give her a record deal other than well, everybody's she'll sell a heard of records. her? That's my point. So if, if all you care about is that people have heard of you, then I guess it makes sense. But, you know, it's going to reflect in the quality Absolutely. of the product. Yeah, too. You, the, the assumption there is that the people like the people who buy that record are idiots <laughs> to begin with. Right. Like they're idiots who like her and they're going to like her stuff. Like they're not like, is, what am I going to get? Like the, the new uh, like, I don't know, Mozart or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or like I'm going to get the best of Mozart or Cash Me Outside Girl. Like. <laughs> They're I, like I think that it will die out. I mean, like people like that, though. I mean, yeah, she's getting her fifteen minutes. minutes. But it's like doing that for you know and, and giving them that record and everything else. Just like the companies that do that, I think they're stupid because I'm like you're, you're not doing something that's a long term gain. Look, but like, they're not. They're, they might. They're they're a, like a record company. They they might not even exist in five years. Like. Yeah. Well, I guess it they just are making their yeah. businesses. They're just like I. I mean, I get it. Like I'm not like I'm gonna go buy the album, but they're yeah. just like this is a business opportunity. Yeah. Maybe we can make, make some, some money, cash, cash it, in yeah. on her I mean, before she probably 90% like of what, that's what a business is. is, is but she's probably like you know she, she's gonna be nobody in three years. Look, oh, she'll be nobody at the less. end of this year. <laughs> we, exactly right. Somewhere yeah. there is a warehouse full of fidget spinners. Nobody exactly, wants. Right? I promise. <laughs> I'll take one. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, no, I think they're all being sold on my street. Yeah, they, yeah they're, they're, but that's the funny thing. Yeah. I mean, as an example, they were $20 when they first showed up. They're $2 everywhere now. Yeah. yeah. I was at a uh, home hardware and they were 14 bucks at the cash register like three days ago. Wow. And I was like, really? I'm like, you guys not get the memo on these? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone hasn't updated the, the price, the price okay. tag. But there's always been there's always been that sort of flash in the pan, you know, and and I mean, can you imagine how few followers she'll have? Yeah, two years this, from now. This social media thing, I don't think is like a flash. Like my uh, the guy who I did Filth City with, Andy King. He there's this uh, French company called Black Pills, which they do these like these super high budget web series, basically, and right. they did fifty different series, like, and they're really high budget, and they would cast their leads all from like people who are like you know big like youtubers or whatever and it's like it gives you an audience instantly yeah like you instantly like this kid they they cast him as a lead he has like a million followers on instagram or something and instantly like the trailer comes out and you get like three hundred thousand people to watch it just like that without doing like because the marketing is such a crazy uh costly component for any sort of film and you just eliminate that whole thing it's an interesting business model because it's not based on talent like with jennifer lawrence be a star today if you know she didn't have three million Instagram followers. I mean, possibly it's not like everybody, but you know, possibly not for sure. Yeah, I don't know if like you know some Instagram person who's like you know famous because they're eating Legos is going to necessarily <laughs> take Jennifer Lawrence's roles. Yeah, yeah. You know, he but, like, has a name. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of people who are like in the middle who are like you know. Think how many actors are just like whatever. They're just lucky. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that you know in the Screen Actors Guild. You know, it's like 98 percent of them are you know either not making a living or just making a living. It's yeah. the two percent that That's we all what know. They say, right? yeah. 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 It's the same there's as stand up. Yeah, they're that they're all under you know and they're in poverty poverty and and you know no one's actually making any money. But yeah. the fact is, like you know, me and Simon, like we know comedians who are not successful who are as good as the most successful comedians right. in the of world. Of course. Right? It's not necessarily about skill and talent. 
look, Van Gogh never sold a painting in his life. Until he was dead. Exactly. Yeah. Does that mean he didn't know what he was doing? No, but he sure didn't know how to sell himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I guess that's it. In in the Instagram world, he would have been a superstar. <laughs> yeah, no, probably, he no, would have been the loser that... He that, would have been the guy you know, that didn't make yeah, it Yeah, he would Instagram. have been like, find me on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Paint by Six Numbers is MySpace going MySpace Vincent. Yeah. you got to get into the, you know, smarten up. <laughs> so if you see uh, a restaurant worker or a sales clerk or something being abused, do you say something? Or, as a study here shows, um, if it's in a restaurant, about 75% of the other customers around them will leave a bigger tip as a, as a way of, of sort of making up for the rude, the one rude customer. I think what I do is I sell my acting services to servers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sit in a restaurant, berate them while they feed me, yeah. and then we all get rich. Then yeah. everybody there gets you go. rich. Why as well use it to our advantage. Yeah. Well, we it's everyone's advantage, right? We'll, start, we'll, we'll do a startup, and we'll, that's what we'll provide. We'll provide <laughs> sell rude... The just, actors in Toronto, you hit me up, yeah. we'll provide a service that's the thing, actors need food. Yeah. So you give the actors food, they get a role, everybody gets paid. And everyone gets fed. Too. Call it, I got your tip right here. <laughs> 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 I think I think it, it kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier. It just you know, it, it's hard to when you're in a situation like that. To I think sometimes it's it, you want to say something, but you uh, you don't really know kind of how to how to how to say something. And then uh, yeah, obviously when someone walks away, then you say, okay, I'm sorry that they treated yeah, you like yeah. that. It's just it's 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 hard sometimes. I think sometimes if it's like really blatant and like or really aggressive, I think that's. I, I, I know for myself, I will stand up in that situation. If it's kind of like menial stuff, like sometimes I think I'll just kind of, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like uh, Plus they I don't can handle it punched. themselves. Yeah, that too. Like, like, I don't want to get in a fight over I don't this. Want, well, that's you know, thing, yeah. for, right? for something so basic. Uh, but if it's something that I feel like is really, you know, if somebody is being like, I don't know, let's say incredibly aggressive or physical to someone that like a small... Well, it's like any sort of physicality you know, where you're like, this is like assault. That's a whole different... Yeah, I think there's just a limit. It's, just, it's, it's I don't know. I mean... It's weird that, in a sense, I understand why people would give tips because I'm sure I've done it too. Yeah. I'm sure I've definitely. We all. It's. It's. I think it's part of being. A, it's part of human nature just to kind of. We we want to comfort in that way, but we also feel like, oh my god, you know, you know, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you, we just do that. Bucks, yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely done it. Tons my of times. It's the same way as giving money to a homeless person. You know, right. if I feel that I feel like someone's being rude to them, I'll give them even more money right. just because I feel like they're not treating them as a human, and I and I think that's just built into us to do but again i don't think everyone's going to always stand up for somebody I, we also expect that people can defend themselves a little bit and kind of take some of the heat you know i expect that everyone not everyone you know words don't break everyone's bones we have to leave it there thanks so much uh danny polishak go see the free speech comedy show at the isabel bader theater saturday november 4th at nine o'clock 25 bucks for like eight or nine comics, it's a it's a big show. It's eight or nine comics, and we people. might have uh, two special guests who are like pretty big Hollywood stars, but I can't really? I can't list them. Hey, the eight of you guys are. And uh, Michael enough. James Regan, October seventeenth, red carpet premiere of Recall at the Tiff Bell Lightbox if you're in Toronto, and then always check out Simon Rakoff wherever he performs. <laughs> thanks so much. Uh, thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Andre on the board. <laughs>